Welcome to the Literacy in Action podcast, hosted by the students of Oakland Hometown Middle School. Our podcasts are created by students to be shared with the world. We read culturally relevant books and spread the message of advocacy, leadership, and discuss how to make positive changes in the world through literacy. Together, we hope to promote a love for reading and activism. In today's episode, we will be discussing our teaching tolerance social justice novels with the mayor of Oakland. Mayor Berry, welcome to our show. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for the invite. I'm so excited, and these are some tough questions, and let's get to it. Okay, so the first group of students who would like to talk to you are Fabiana, Bree, Angie, and Chiara. Hi, ladies. Hi. Thanks again, Mayor Bree, for joining us today to talk about social justice issues. One of the books we read in our English language arts classroom is called Maybe He Just Likes You by Barbara D. This book is about the main character, Mila, and she is being harassed by a group of boys, and she doesn't know what to do. They are giving her unwanted hugs, making comments and jokes about her clothes and about her body, and she's having a difficult time with her situation because she doesn't want to get the boys kicked off of the basketball team. This book also helped us with phrases like, boys will be boys, or he does that because he likes you, or that's just locker room talk. This book even got us talking about toxic masculinity. We learned in a Teaching Tolerance article that people of different genders act differently, not because of biological characteristics, but because society has created feminine and masculine stereotypes. You're a strong female politician. Have you ever had to deal with this type of behavior from men? Of course. And what advice would you give to a woman who is struggling with boys who are crossing the line? Well, it's not just boys that cross the line. Girls cross the line, too. I just want to say that in fairness. But everyone, as we go through life, is kind of naturally awkward. We don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. And we try, you know, to do what's right, try to communicate what we feel. And it's really up to the other person to kind of give the next step. So if someone's being a little bit awkward, you know, just say, hey, that's awkward, and they should respect that. The problem is when it keeps going despite that, and uh, that's where it is a problem, and we do face this in life, uh, very much so. And when I was growing up, it was really common. There were a lot of stereotypes. I grew up in the 60s, and if any of you watch TV shows from the 60s, if any boys would say those things today, it would be so politically incorrect. But that's just how it was growing up. And we just kind of went about our business. And uh, I was very lucky to come from a home that stressed education and just go through life and stand on your own two feet. And I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, that's kind of how I feel. Um, I think people will be awkward. I think you have to forgive them if they're inappropriate once, maybe twice, but if it keeps going, that's where you have to draw the line and just stand up for yourself, and uh, it's hard. Yeah, that sounds like a great way to handle harassment. Thank you. Thank you. The next group of students read a graphic novel about deafness. Please let me introduce you to Claire, Sydney, Cecilia, and Kaylee. Hi, Mayor Burry. Thanks again for coming to OLHMS today. Another book we read in class is called El Defo by Cece Bell. This book is all about how our differences are actually our superpowers. The main character uses her disability of deafness as a superpower. I have a brother with autism in this school, so we, create a, we created a superhero video with him and his friends. This book also helped us learn about hearing impairments and also led us to some re- 
do some research on Americans with Disabilities Act. We learned the Americans with Disabilities became a law in 1990 and that the Americans with Disabilities Act is a civil rights law that prohibits discrimination against individuals with disabilities in all areas of public life, including jobs, schools, and transportation. We learn that the purpose of the law is to make sure that people with disabilities have the same rights and opportunities as everyone else. Mayor Burry, can you tell us how the Americans with Disabilities Act is followed throughout the Oakland community? That's a great question, and um, I have to say, I remember before the Americans with Disabilities Act, how hard it was if you were disabled. I have a brother who's disabled and family members who have been, and if you think of them trying to go to the store and there's a curb that's just one inch high, how just that one inch may as well be a mile to someone who is in a chair or something like that. I travel around the world and I do eye exams for charity. And in countries where there's no Disabilities Act, it's really, really hard. You really see the difference. So I'm very proud in the village of Oak Lawn that we have followed it to the letter. Every street we have, you know, all the curbs. And the curbs, um, not only... You, you guys probably know it because you ride your bike and you don't have to go up and down the curb, um, but it also has that little um, grid on there. That's for people with vision impairments, too, so that they could feel when they're coming to the end of the curb. We're constantly refining. The, that's just one example. But everything we do, we try to make accommodations to those with disabilities as best as we are able. Um, it is a work in progress for sure, and we could always do better in some ways, but we are committed to following um, the letter of the law and doing everything we can to make sure that every resident of Oakland can enjoy a great quality of life and that your disability, I, I love that it's a superpower. I think that's really cool. And, uh, you know, I think we're all better because of our unique qualities and we should celebrate them. And so um, I just, you know, feel... That's that's how Oaklawn approaches it. We we support it. We are excited about it. And uh, I remember the days before it, and it was really hard for people. So it's it's not without challenges, but we try our best, and uh, I'm sure we could improve. Also, so thank you for coming today. It's nice to be here, and I really enjoy these questions. I think you know talking about these issues really makes us all better people and so i really appreciate the opportunity and it's really nice to meet all of you is there anything else here you want to talk about with respect to disabilities yes um you know i think we should seek out those who need assistance and find ways to help them um one of my favorite organizations in oaklawn is parklawn and it's for adults with disabilities. And they go through life, they have really unique challenges. Um, not all disabilities are physical disabilities, but there's a lot of like people with cognitive disabilities or mental disabilities. And you know, we're always looking for opportunities to um, you know, help them live their fullest life. And uh, I think you know, it takes a, a community to kind of all you know, be aware of, of this. Um, when I was growing up, you know, again, it's like the dark ages. I hate to keep talking about it, but, you know, you didn't really have people with disabilities out in the regular culture. You know, they were hidden away, kept at home. 
you know, and, and it's really unfortunate. And so I think today having, you know, uh, greater access to, to everything, um, most everyone knows one or two or more people with disabilities, and uh, that's the way it should be. And we all are in this life together, and we should all lift each other up and help each other be everything we can be. Um, how do you think our schools in Oakland deal with people who have disabilities? They are very, very accommodating. And I know because I've talked with parents who have children with disabilities, and I've seen, while I don't know the kids in the school, I've seen in action how, how the kids are um, fully participating in what's going on in the school. When I was growing up, that wasn't the case. Everyone was kept separate. And that's not how it should be, because we're all in this world together. Um, I'm happy to hear uh, the village of Oakland follows the requirements um, of the American Disabilities Act. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. Nice to meet you, ladies. I'm really enjoying this discussion around these novels. I would like to introduce you to my classmate and friend, Maya. Hi, I'm Maya. Hi, Maya. Tori and I read the third social injustice novel on the topic of LGBTQ rights. The novel is called George by Alex Gino. The book George is based on a transgender student. When people look at George, they see a boy, but George knows she is really a girl. George gets bullied at school for acting too much like a girl, like when she cries while reading Charlotte's Web. George also has a hard time keeping her secret because she really wants to, her and her family and her best friend to know she really wants to be Melissa instead of George. We know our school is supportive of the LGBTQ community, but we wanted to ask you a question about Oakland and its support of the LGBTQ community. We read about the Pilgrim Faith Church welcomes the LGBTQ community and will perform wedding ceremonies for them. We also saw that there are there is a center in Oakland called the Center of Psychological Services that has counseling for the LGBTQ community. Do you think Oakland is doing a good job supporting the LGBTQ community, and do you have any suggestions on improvements Oakland could make in this area? It's a great question, and uh, I think it really centers around people just feeling welcome, and we need to accept people as they are, and so long as you you know, our good neighbor and a good friend and, and you know, do all those things that we in Oakland hold dear, like our family values and all of that. I, I think Oakland embraces all, all people. And um, Pilgrim Faith is very prominently doing this, but I think other churches and other organizations also are a little bit more quietly. I don't know about the weddings, but... Um, Many, many of our faith-based organizations really want all people to feel welcome. And we are all best if we are our natural selves. And you get into trouble when you don't accept who you are as a person and allow that person to, you know, be everything you could be. Um, I saw a quote, and I'm not a big Facebook fan. I'm not on there hardly at all anymore. But uh, it was a quote like uh, something to the effect of, you know, God made all these beautiful mountains and rainbows and, you know, all these fabulous natural wonders, but also God wanted one of you too, and isn't that really cool? And I think we're all magnificent in, in what we can bring to the table and bring to the community, and I think our community should embrace that and everyone should bring their talents and be welcome. And so, 
you know, I have not had as mayor any anyone come to me with this being an issue, um, either for or against. I think the people of Oak Lawn are very um, tolerant and understanding and want to be good neighbors and friends to everyone and welcoming as well. So I hope that answers it. It's Tough question for me because, you know, no one has really said this is a big issue or concern, but I can see how if someone was in school like George, that this is something they want to know. Can they feel welcome? Can they be themselves? I think that it is really good that to let people know that you have their support for them. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice to meet you. Our next novel was one of the most popular novels provided, by, provided to our class from Teaching Tolerance. Crystal, Omar, Jordan, and Ava would love to talk to you about the novel Ghost Boys. We read the novel Ghost Boys by Jewel Parker Rhodes. In this book, a 12-year-old named Jerome is shot by a police officer who mistakes his toy gun for a real threat. Jerome comes back as a ghost and he observes the devastation that's been unleashed on his family and community. As a ghost, Jerome also meets another ghost, Emmett Till, a boy from a very different time but similar circumstances. Emmett helps Jerome process that what has happened on a journey towards recognizing how historical racism may have led to the events that ended his life. Jerome also meets Sarah, the daughter of the police officer, who grapples with her father's actions. In an interview by Publishers Weekly, Mrs. Rhodes, the author, said, Though I write about tough subjects, kids know that my stories are also infused with kindness, hope, and ultimately it emp and empowers them. As the ghost boy, Jerome says, only the living can make the world better. Live and make it better. That is the call that I believe children want to hear. Live, make the world better. Mayor Burry, how do you feel the village of Oaklawn is helping make the world a better place? And what recommendations do you have for the students of Olms to uh, help make the world a better place? Thank you for that great question, Omar. And, you know, this book really, I would like to read, actually. It sounds really um, kind of moving. And I think tragedies happen in an instant, and afterwards you just have regret. You don't know, um, like, had you gone this way instead of that way. You know, accidents happen. And, you know, with our police, I can tell you that they – don't get up in the morning and say, we're going to hurt people and ruin lives today. They, they get up and they want to protect us, keep us safe, do what's right. And I've seen them be very, very careful about things like this. Um, we have instances where, for example, we have disabled people who are kind of erratic with their motions and how they behave. And we don't want the police to feel that they're a threat and we actually have training for our police to understand, hey, someone's just got jerky motions because they're disabled or someone is talking kind of funny because of a, another problem they might have, and to be more measured in the responses. So our police train and train and train about this thing, um, this kind of problem. It, it does happen. Anytime you have a group of people out there, problems can happen, but we work really hard uh, to make sure that everyone gets treated fairly and with respect and that kind of measured police kind of response. So Oakland does a lot, I think, um, to help people move forward. I think this is a generational problem in a lot of ways. I know um, my parents, uh, racism was really common for them. And now my dad 
um, is a lot older than your parents. My dad just passed away last year. He's almost 99 years old. So, you know, you're looking 100 years ago um, when he was raised, it was a different world. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago where people had separate bathrooms, separate water fountains, separate. And, and we kind of got together as a nation and said, Maybe separate's not so good. Maybe let's do more together. Let's include everyone. And, and we feel now, and I think this is the right way to be, that everyone's uniqueness makes contributions better. And it's what we all bring to the table that makes like the melting pot idea work. And there are still forces out there in the community. I see them on social media that try to stir up hate and divisiveness and you know, if, if um, there's a police report involving, you know, this ethnicity or that ethnicity, they, they kind of highlight that. And that's really wrong um, to do. And I think, you know, we're stronger together. We work to bring diversity um, to our community, our schools, and, uh, you know, everyone's got something to contribute. So if anyone feels that Oaklawn could do better, has ideas, we're always interested in listening but uh, through training and through outreach, we try to overcome these kind of issues. Thank you. Uh, I have a question. Just uh, mm -hmm. how many cases have you seen just with like crimes in the school or people including in the school? I'm not sure I understand the question. How many like, um, cases have you heard of? Cases of crime just in the schools? In the schools, yeah. So most of our schools like in high school have embedded officers that try to get ahead of that. So they try to identify where things are going south and get ahead of it. There are crimes in schools, but they're, they're usually small, thank God. We do do training continually about, you know, what you see going on in other schools. And I, I just can't imagine growing up in fear of what kids today have to deal with in school. Like we had you know, threats of nuclear war when I was growing up and paratroopers come in, uh, you know, but it, it's it's very real uh, problems you face. We train really hard. We um, our officers are really going to keep everyone safe here from those really horrific crimes you hear about. But but other types of crimes, things like assaults, things like little theft, those kind of things, those happen everywhere. And uh, I think the schools get ahead of that and very seldom bring the police into it, but they will if they need to. What we Thank don't you. tolerate is drugs or violence. So um, I recently heard that, um, I don't know if it's a sensitive topic for you, but it's kind of inappropriate. Um, All of these so topics January, are... January uh, 1st of 2020, marijuana uh, recreational use became legal in the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that um, Oaklawn is one of the only cities that has not uh, followed along with that. Can you explain why? So it's a state law, and the state law affects the entire state. So whatever Oaklawn says, even if we say, look, it's the law, but in Oaklawn you can't do it, that's not legal. What the state does overtakes whatever the local law is, the state, and the nation then has that same power over the states. So for our community, the state gave us the authority to say whether or not we wanted recreational marijuana sales in Oaklawn. And we kind of talked about that as a board. We said, well, you know, we're really hurting for money. We really need money to balance our budget, pay our pension debt, all of these things we struggle to do. It'd be a great source of revenue. 
But then our schools, our community kind of said, we don't really need this. We don't really want this. If this is what we need to do money, you know, there's other ways to get money that preserve the family values of the community. So the board was kind of split going into it. It was right when we were trying to get the budget balanced. And, you know, I'd rather allow recreational marijuana sales than raise taxes because that's been my thing, kind of keep those down as much as we can. Um, <clears throat> but we were able to find a way. And so the board, the board voted not to allow recreational marijuana sales. So you can still, as an adult, I think over 21, you can still use recreational marijuana in Oaklawn. Yeah, but there's no but sales of it. you're not going to buy it in Oaklawn. Another thing we thought about with this, and we talk in great detail about this. We researched it, studied what other communities are doing. This is brand new. This is really new. We don't know the impact it's going to have on the neighborhoods. We don't have any idea will it impact crime. One of the things people don't know a lot about with respect to recreational marijuana or, or even medical marijuana is that it's all cash business. You can't use credit cards or other things that other stores have. So we were nervous with people going around the community with you know, a lot of cash. Would that create crime just because it's an opportunity for people? We weren't sure. And we thought that you only get to do it once. So we're kind of studying what's going on in other communities. We can still add it, but we decided to hold off for now. And because once you do it, you can't undo it very easily, but it's very easy to wait. And that's the position. And I think that's a nice conservative approach. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. It may change. It may not. But uh, that's kind of how it came to pass. Did I answer your question okay? Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. No, I love these questions. Thank you. Very nice to meet everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you too. Pleasure. Our final book involves a hate crime and a community coming together. Josh, Alex, Ozzy, Dominic, and Ryan would love to speak to you about the book they read. Thank you once again, Mayor Berry, for talking with all of us today. The last book we read in ELA class was a novel, Count Me In. In this book, two seventh graders named Karina and Chris witness a hate crime. Karina's Indian American grandfather is attacked by a racist and is badly injured. By the end of the novel, the entire community has come together. The community bands together to support the Indian American family and show that we are all American and everyone can support and love one another. Uh, Mayor Berry, how do you see the Oaklawn community as a family? We definitely are a family in Oaklawn and we all support each other, I like to think. And we all bring unique things, unique skills, unique heritage to the table. And uh, I think most people, and I speak for, you know, the vast majority, realize that everyone is their own person and who they are is important and should be celebrated. And, you know, where, where people get into trouble is things like fear. And it's people act funny and when they are fearful and fear is the enemy. And so getting to know each other, getting to do more things together, all of those things help eliminate fear. And it's different when you know someone and their family and, you know, rather than just an anonymous person walking down the street, you know, we, we um, I, I think we are in a big extended family, look out for each other, support each other and lift each other up. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What are ways you have seen the community come together in support of one another? 
Oh gosh, the community is amazing. Um, the school is amazing. You know, the, the money you raise, for example, for Make-A-Wish, that's the perfect example of what I love about Oaklawn. Um, everyone brings what they can do to the table and amazing things happen and lives are changed from it. That's one example. With the village, we try to do things, um, you know, so the park district's separate from the village. The village does the festivals, the concerts, um, all of those things. And getting more people together is what it's about. Um, our summer concerts on Friday night, everyone just comes together, has a nice time. And again, it's when you're all together, doing things together, that's when the magic happens, working on projects together. Um, it's when you sit home in fear and don't understand and don't know people, don't know what's going on. That's, that's, that's what we want to avoid. We want everyone out getting active and involved in the community, all the different organizations. And, and that will eliminate a lot of that fear that causes problems. Yeah, it's right, like create friendships Correct. for the community. Exactly. Um, do you think social media helps the community? Um, you know, it's a tool. And like like a saw or a hammer, you know, you can really hurt yourself with that. You yeah. know? And a tool, you know, if you use it for what it's intended, it can be a great benefit. For example, social media, when we have you know, a, a issue we're concerned about, a neighborhood alert, weather or a special situation, even something with garbage or, you know, just something routine. It's a great way to read a lot, reach a lot of people right away. But what I see on social media is a lot of people like to use it to be bullies and yeah. to, um, it's very easy to feel powerful when you're sitting anonymously and they make up fake names, fake identities on there and they they like to stir up trouble. They like to put stuff up there to get you to react in a real visceral way, like, oh my God, you know, and get people riled up. And and those kind of people, you know, I feel sorry for because um, it's all fake. It's all manufactured. People really aren't like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, most people are great. And you know, even even people who sit home and their computer and cause mischief online, I think, you know, it's just, it speaks to an emptiness in their heart. And the way you fill your heart is through service, through getting involved. And, you know, social media can be beneficial. But if you make it your reality, um, it's a mistake because the real reality is like what we're doing here today, talking together, doing things together. You know, this is a really great experience for me, and I know hopefully for you and anyone listening, I think, will find it interesting. But, you know, social media, you know. I, it helps sometimes. It but. helps sometimes, but the problem is it's used as a, as a vehicle for bullying. It's used to spread misinformation. And, you know, even when you see, you know, these outside entities buying ads, you know, it, it's kind of um, like to influence elections and like it's it's really something that's not really understood or regulated in, in how we interact with each other. And, you know, I think the days of it having the main influence hopefully are gone and people use it as the tool that it is for a force of good and, uh, you know, getting information out there. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great question. It was really nice to be here, and uh, these are some really tough questions about important issues, and I hope all of you keep at it and keep reading these books. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you.
Hey, thanks, guys. Good questions. I think we have all learned a lot about the village of Oakland. On behalf of OHMS, we want to thank you, Mayor Burry, for coming in to talk to us about how the village of Oakland combats social justice issues. We appreciate your time and commitment to our community. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity as well. It's great to meet all of you, and this is a lot of fun. I appreciate the invitation.